Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. During the modern years of Doctor Who, the importance of celebrity guest stars has continued to climb. So much so that the Series 11 premiere actually included a post-credits montage showcasing these characters. Sure, not all of these characters are standouts, but Doctor Who has also gifted us some pretty amazing ones. Characters who were so good in one single episode that we'll never forget the short amount of time they graced our screens. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are the 10 best Doctor Who characters who only appear in one episode. 10. The Editor, Simon Pegg We are so used to seeing Simon Pegg play the good guy that you might have forgotten he once played a villain in an episode of Doctor Who, years before he blew up in Hollywood and became a major blockbuster movie star. While The Editor is hardly up there in the pantheon of great Doctor Who villains, the character works because he's played by a fine comedic actor who clearly let loose and had as much fun as he wanted, and that energy radiates through the screen. His cheesy grin and dry humour are hard not to smirk at, and almost every sentence is spoken with with a touch of glee. The editor stands out because Peg is having an absolute blast. <laughs> There's the truth. 9. Razor, John Sim While John Sim's The Master has obviously been in multiple episodes of Doctor Who over the last decade and a half, his Razor disguise has only appeared once, and it's a testament to his acting ability that the two feel like completely different personas. Razor is what would happen if your weird uncle suffered a financial crisis and was forced to live on the streets. With a funny, crooked smile and some homeless man clothes, he looks all scruffy, but his inherent charm shines through his tattered outer appearance. He's incredibly fun to watch with his terrible accent and rampant dad humour coming across as weirdly charming. Very fast bottom. <laughs> and the fact that he's so entertaining also means the episode's cliffhanger twist is even more impactful, since you'll be genuinely sad to see Razor give way to the Master's extremely punchable face. 8. King James, Alan Cumming There weren't a whole lot of memorable characters in Jodie Whittaker's first series as the 13th Doctor, so Alan Cumming didn't exactly have a high bar to reach, but his portrayal of King James was so entertaining that it would have stood out as a special moment even if the competition was better. Camp, eccentric, and with an incredibly pompous costume and top hat, he was the bright spot in an otherwise dreary episode, and the whole screen livened up significantly whenever he appeared in front of the camera. Aside from the welcome amount of levity he brought to proceedings, King James also had a few somber flashes here and there, such as the scene where he talks about his bloody family history, which Cumming also nails, ensuring that the character stays strong and proud, even when he's clearly accessing some very distressing memories. 
You're not kidding. No, I'm not. Seven, Kazran Sadik, Michael Gambon. Played to perfection by the legendary Michael Gambon, Kazran Sadik is one of the most fleshed out side characters in Doctor Who history. We first meet him as an adult, where he seems to have just one note, grumpy. But as the episode proceeds and slowly peels away that cold exterior to reveal the optimistic child and troubled teenager underneath, we learn exactly why old Mr. Sardik is as miserable as he grew up to be. An abusive father, the need to continue in the family business, and a lost love all combined to turn him into a Scrooge-like monster. The revelation of Kazran's complicated backstory is so expertly done that you might actually start to feel guilty about finding him a miserly old codger in the first place. And on top of his excellent storyline and satisfaction heroic turn, Kazran also had the booming voice of Gambon to make him a dominant on-screen presence. It means I'm Kazran Sardi. 6. Idris, Saran Jones It's always great when a guest character is able to give the Doctor a run for his money in the eccentricity department, because it's fun to watch him on the back foot, desperately trying to claw back control of the situation. And that's basically what he has to do for the entirety of the Doctor's wife. All because of Idris, a strange woman who becomes even stranger when she ingests the soul of the TARDIS, granting the time machine the ability to communicate with the Doctor through a human vessel with a voice. It's a really simple idea, but it's executed brilliantly. With Idris able to call the Doctor out for the way he treats the TARDIS, pushing the door instead of pulling it, police box doors open out the way, bringing home a new stray every five minutes, and the Doctor retorting by pointing out some of the TARDIS's faults too. As the title of the episode suggests, they really do feel like a bickering married couple. But regardless of all the bickering, married couples still care deeply for one another. And Idris's tear-jerking farewell highlights that no matter how many times the TARDIS breaks down, or how how many times the Doctor shunts open those doors, they will always be there for each other, ready for the next round. 5. Jackson Lake, David Morrissey while the next Doctor is one of the lesser Doctor Who festive specials, Jackson Lake is up there with one of the best one-and-done characters the show has ever seen. That's mainly due to the fact that actor David Morrissey is terrific in the role, creating a character who's just so damn earnest and brave that he's tough to dislike. In fact, Morrissey was so good that he was tipped to replace David Tennant in the main role, just before Matt Smith was cast, with the actor becoming an instant favourite with critics and fans. Jackson's backstory was also tragic by Who standards, with the character to losing his wife to the Cybermen and subsequently starting to suffer from memory loss, which makes him believe he is the real Doctor. The scene in which Lake learns the truth is heartbreaking stuff, brilliantly acted by Tennant and Morrissey, and one of the purest emotional displays of the Tenth Doctor's era. I demand you tell me, sir. Tell me what they took. 4. Santa Claus, Nick Frost Just when you think you've seen every possible iteration of Santa Claus that the human race could conceivably portray, along came Nicholas Frost's snarky, self-aware take on the jolly red do-gooder that stole the show in the 2014 Christmas special. With some of the best one-liners and burns a Doctor Who character has ever had, How'd you get all the presents in the sleigh? Bigger on the inside. Oh. Frost is simply a delight to watch, owning every scene he appears in to such an extent that the episode starts to drag whenever he vanishes for an extended period of time. That said, the fact that he's used so sparingly probably heightened his effectiveness, ensuring that the Santa banter didn't become too grating. He was just so bloody cool. 3. Vincent Van Gogh 
Or Van Gogh, if you're American. Tony Curran. Doctor Who doesn't always do compelling things with its historical figures. A lot are just used as jokes or obligatory ornaments in the time period of the episode. Tony Curran's Vincent Van Gogh is one of the exceptions, though, mainly because Vincent and the Doctor cleverly made him the hero of the episode. The core emotional arc of the episode is reserved for Vincent, and he's even the one who defeats the monster, too. He gets action, he gets laughs, he gets tears, and Curran is more than up to the task, gobbling up his meaty role as the troubled yet brilliant 19th century artist. It's also heartwarming how he manages to remain so strong, even when he's battling some pretty dark demons, both figurative and literal, an arc that is capped off with Karan's touching, tearful performance in the final museum scene. It's okay if you get the sniffles, I do too. <laughs> Number two, the Dream Lord, Toby Jones. Where the majority of villains in the show tend to pose a physical challenge to the Doctor, Daleks, Cybermen, Weeping Angels, even the old people in this episode, the Dream Lord tore apart the TARDIS trio of Amy, Rory, and the Doctor with some well-placed insults and a few cold, hard truths about their relationship with one another. With his short stature and unusual look, he's about as far from the design of your average Who villain as it's possible to get, which increases his mysterious allure but it's his biting mind games that really make the character special. It's you they're waiting for. Amy's men. Amy's choice. There is some delicious psychological taunting going on here, and it's far more engaging than watching our heroes run away from a laser-blasting alien. The only sad thing is that the Dream Lord can't really appear on the show again, since the Doctor would know to just blow up the TARDIS to wake everyone up. Thankfully though, his first and only appearance didn't waste a fraction of the character's potential. And number one, Sally Sparrow, Carrie Mulligan. As Series 2's Love and Monsters proved, Doctor Light episodes don't always work too well. When we watch Doctor Who, we want to see the Doctor solving a mystery, doing something clever, or defeating the aliens. So no matter how good the characters in these episodes might be, they can easily seem underwhelming when compared to the title character. But Blink... Blink just works. With the introduction of the now iconic Weeping Angels and an entertaining timey-wimey narrative, there would be a lot to love here even if the Doctor was the main attraction, but in his place we got Sally Sparrow instead, and thankfully she's a resourceful, brave, and intelligent young woman who the Doctor would have been proud to call one of his companions. The episode would have fallen to bits had the character failed to resonate with viewers, since Mulligan does pretty much all the heavy lifting during her investigation of the Weeping Angels and the creepy old house, but Sally is so down-to-earth that you just can't help but like her, and Mulligan's strong performance provides a firm anchor point to help us navigate quite a complex and twisty story. The actress even went on to have a lucrative movie career after Blink aired, proving just how terrific her work in the episode was. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.